0: Hello, listeners, and welcome. 12 Sided Stories presents Otherworld London, an actual play RPG podcast that uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu system. We weave macabre Gaslight era tales of terror and suspense for your listening enjoyment. Our games are story driven and rules light. Now, our keeper for Otherworld London, Wes Otis.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Otherworld London episode 36. Let's introduce the players. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Michelle Otis, and for
0: tonight's episode, I'm playing someone a little different. Uh, her name is Morgan
2: Atrio.
3: Hey, guys. I'm Mac Beauvais. I'm going to be playing Jessica Vogue. Hi guys, this is Terry Gamble here. I'm going to be playing
2: I Say a Vogue tonight.
1: On our last episode, the Vogue family flew down to Brazil and then started to fly across the Amazon to Peru on their trip to go look at archaeological sites. During the flight across the Amazon, Abel Vogue grabbed the stick of the plane and sent it down into the jungle canopy. Everyone was able to get off the plane, but they kept hearing this weird sound. They made a camp and fell asleep, then woke up to the sound of something horrible outside their tents. And that's where we start. And then you hear a step. And a clicking sound. And your mother looks very, very nervous.
3: I think Jessica's got like her hands over her mouth trying to not make a sound, but looks absolutely petrified
1: there's not a lot of light outside because again the trees block out a lot of the moonlight coming down but you feel like there's something not far from your tents and it's walking you hear more than one footstep i slept
2: with my gun like right next to my body i have it at the ready i'm gonna slowly cock it to have an extra ready (laughs) okay (laughs) I look to the,
1: to everybody. I just. Your dad puts out his hand almost like you're not going out there, right?
2: No, pa, I'm not going outside. I get closer to the door of like flap of the,
1: of the tent. Okay.
2: Michelle, what were you going to say?
0: Is there like a little slit in the tent that I can kind of peek out of without actually moving the tent? Yeah. Okay. Well, what do I see?
1: So you peek out. And you see a huge, kind of looks like a spider with long black legs. It's probably about seven feet tall with a skull-like face on the front of it and a huge stinger coming from its abdomen on the back.
0: Ooh, that's, um,
1: it's just a few feet away from the tent. It's gonna give me some nightmares. So this thing is like literally five 10 feet away from the tent. I need sanity checks from Michelle because no one else has seen it yet except for Morgan. Um, I didn't do so well. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> I rolled a 93 over my 54. Ooh. You take seven points. Holy shnikey. Yike.
0: I don't think this is going to end well for Morgan. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm not thinking it's good for most of us. So I think uh, this is how it go. Yeah. <laughs> uh. This is a Wes Otis game, right? You know that, right? So like, totally. so, like things don't go well for people. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, yeah,
1: I guess you're right. I was uh, like, of
2: course to creepy excited? spider face thing. Yeah, I was like, ah, into the spider vice.
1: <laughs> uh, can you give me a uh, 10 sided die roll please michelle yeah four
3: murders everyone else in the tent the end <laughs>
1: all right so give me a percentile die roll 42 ah the answer to everything to everything you start to smell the blood that's on everybody else and even though everybody's bandaged up you can see that they've got the dried blood going on on their bandages and you feel really ill all of a sudden. Uh oh. You've got chemophobia I believe. It's temporary but you definitely are kind of freaking out because you smell it but it does mean that you're also not yelling or screaming or running out into the thing. You're able to stay silent. I
0: put my hand over my mouth and roll back into the tent and close my eyes.
1: (laughs) Okay. What do you guys do?
0: Morgan, Morgan, what was it? I just shake my head, no, no, no.
1: You hear the footsteps getting closer to the tent.
2: Morgan, how bad is it? Should I go out there? I shake my head, no. (laughs) She can't talk right now. She's All right, so if if we don't go out there... do I need to kill it? What, what? 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 What the hell is it? Is it a monster? Is it? A, what? What do you think it is? Um, I say it's, it's the stuff of nightmares. It's a giant spider. Oh, for God's sakes! No, <laughs> Isaiah. It's like seven feet tall, and it's got a skull. Yeah, a seven-foot spider. Yeah, okay. Shh. Pa. Shh.
1: shh. They mean shh. You hear it, it, like, walks right up to the tent, flaps as it hears the dulcet tones of Isaiah's voice. A seven-foot spider? (laughs) 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 Wafting over the uh, the air.
2: Gotta be kidding me. Come on. Shh. Shh. What do you mean, shh, shh? I put I'm not scared of my
0: hand over his mouth. I put my hand over his mouth.
1: And then the tent flap gets pushed aside and you see this skull face of the spider look into the tent. Everybody, but, well, actually, Michelle, this is probably gonna freak you out pretty bad too. So why don't we have just uh, sanity checks all around? Woo!
3: Woo, I made mine this time. <laughs> oh, I actually made my sanity check. That's good, I guess. Cool. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> <laughs> seven foot spider, huh?
2: Yeah, I rolled a 66 over 58. It's not too bad. You
1: take four points. Of sand. Yeah, it's just right there in your face. You're like a foot away, and it starts to open its mouth up. Isaiah, you're the closest to it, so how do you respond? I'm gonna shoot it. Okay, give me a roll. Didn't bring a pew pew for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright,
2: so uh, I was supposed to roll at least a forty is what it looks like, or underneath forty, but I, I rolled a little over. I rolled a forty-four. So just a little over. I wasn't trying to be like be hyperbolic or nothing.
1: Okay. So you fire you don't hit its face, but it's right there. It's it's point blank, so you probably hit like one of its mini arms. It just suddenly pulls and rips the tent open and lunges at you. Can you make a dodge roll for me?
2: Yeah, that one I also did um, seem to fail. Okay, Uh I got a 64 over 40.
3: Yeah, it's definitely at this point that Jessica lets out a horrible scream.
1: (laughs) Okay. Your dad's been in this weird fog because of the concussion and this constant talk of where you're supposed to go. And it lunges forward and it's going to try to bite you all right so it lunges forward towards you and misses its jaws snap just a few feet away from you and your mother lets out a get out run run and starts to motion for you guys to, to go and to run away from this thing as it lets out this hideous guttural hissing sound So we'll start with uh, Isaiah, because you're still the closest. What do you want to do?
2: I'm going to try to shoot again, but I want to shoot it in its face or whatever kind of thing that is maybe its face. I don't know. Unclear. When I roll all the zeros, is that bad? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Push it. But I rolled all the zeros. That's got to be zero, right? Okay you just kidding I'm going I can't reroll it cuz it's a fail right
1: you, No it's combat you can't reroll oh, that stuff Yeah That's a
2: shame because I rolled a 21 and mm. that if I would have pushed
1: it <laughs> If it hadn't been
2: like a 90 something but it was 100 That's what okay. I understand
1: and you roll all the zeros. Yes, all the zeros is 100. <laughs> all the zeros is 100. So.
2: <laughs> I get all the zeros. <laughs> am I trying to stay alive in this thing, or am I going to die? Because I feel like I might die right now.
1: <laughs> all right, so you put the gun up, and you pull the trigger, and suddenly uh, nothing happens. It just jams, and... This thing lunges forward and bites through your wrist over the entire barrel and bites your hand completely off. Holy shnikey. Your mother screams at that point and runs over and starts pushing you away to run and you are in shock as you start to lose blood. Gotta wrap the arm, <laughs> gotta wrap the arm, <laughs> uh,
3: okay. Uh, can I try and help with bandaging this hand real quick? Just like emergency, just trying emergency to Emergency
1: the... triage? Yeah. Is there, is, is, do we still have a fire? Oh no, you guys were asleep, so you put Was, the fire out. Are there embers? There can still be an embers, we'll say that. Take six points of damage, Terry. I grab him by the arm and run into the fire and shove the stump in the embers, cauterizing it. (laughs) Isaiah, make a sand roll for me for so many reasons.
2: (laughs) For so many reasons. I made it somehow. I do not know
1: how. As a 44, underneath 54, I don't know how. So you are able to steal yourself through the immense pain of losing a hand and getting it shoved into the ambers of a fire. The fire was actually kind of soothing. <laughs> you cauterize it, and your mother screaming at you to run and your dad gets up and he grabs Jessica by the arm and Morgan's got Isaiah. You guys start to run and this thing is behind you. Your mom is having trouble keeping up. So she stops and turns around and runs directly into the thing to stop it from catching up to you guys.
2: Ma, what the hell are you doing? Ma! No, run. Ma! Oh, no,
3: no, out!
1: And you hear this horrible, crunching sound as it tears through Naomi.
0: Oh God, Ma! Oh, oh God.
1: You're all crying as you run away. And you wake up the next morning. You just remember everything kind of in a haze as you ran away. And you can still kind of hear the sound of your mom getting attacked you find yourself in front of this huge stone with all these intricate carvings on it and there's a bundle of firewood and fruit not far from where you wake up under a big tree and just automatically everybody takes five sand because of the traumatic happening sometimes you just take sand roll against your intelligence for me and let me know you want to you want to get over your intelligence.
3: Over, oh,
2: that's cruel. That's yeah,
1: you want to get over.
2: Yeah, cute. That's this is the
1: time I roll a
2: thirty-one.
3: Yeah, I got a forty-two under seventy-five. Thanks. Under yeah, sixty-five.
1: 60. Michelle, did you make your roll? Oh no, a... no, no. Okay, no, no one so, did. So <laughs> um, everybody, roll a ten-sided for me. Eight, seven, five. Okay, so who had eight? I did? You flee in a panic. You just start booking into the woods. Cool. Uh, you see the fruit and the thing, and you rego everything that just happened in your mind, and you freak out, and you're gone. You just run into the woods. So, okay. Well, it's not that bad. Terry, what did you get? Five. You just start staring at this monolith with all the markings on it, and... It's strange. It's as if it's saying something to you and you feel an indescribable pull towards it. Morgan, what did you roll? Uh, Seven. You just kind of start rambling, talking incoherently. Let's see what happens to the dad. Isaiah, you're staring at this monolith and all of the different carvings and you feel an urge to walk up to it and you find a place towards the bottom where a human hand fits perfectly. And you can't help yourself but to put your hand into the impression. And when you do that, you feel this sensation come over you, like a buzz, almost like electricity coming through your body and going down in the ground. Pieces of the carving start to light up. And your father walks up and he says, that that was was supposed to be my hand. I was supposed to wake it up, I think. I didn't mean for any of this to happen. I'm sorry, I, Isaiah. I'm so sorry. What do you sorry. mean, wake it
2: up? What? What the hell? What they, is this, they, Pa?
1: They started talking to me. They who? Me these voices. I, I I heard them in the the clocks and the.
2: We're down here in gone, and I don't have a hand because you heard voices in your head. Are you I'm serious? Sorry. Why would you I'm send sorry. us down here like that?
1: It should have been me. You shouldn't have. I shouldn't.
2: Why did we all come here with you? Why did you didn't need all of us with you? Why would you even? I I tried. I don't understand.
1: I I didn't know. I didn't know what they were going. I didn't know what they were going to do. I just knew that I needed to, to come out here. I I thought it was just going to be a a trip. I didn't bring us all the way from
2: the old country to here. And now we're in the middle of of freaking the Amazon forest. We've come so far as a family and you bring us down here. Pa.
1: For what? I don't know. To
2: kill us all. We made it out of there to be alive and start a legacy, and have and you,
1: <laughs> Bah. I'm so sorry. I, and the monolith starts to crack up the center of it and open. It wasn't supposed to be you. It wasn't, it wasn't. It shouldn't have been
2: any of us, Pa. It shouldn't have even been you. What
1: would, what would Ma do without you? You would just come here alone. I don't know. I don't.
2: What would I have done without you, Pa?
1: I'm so sorry. I... I'm so sorry. He stumbles a few feet away as this thing cracks open in front of you. And inside of it looks to be this glass enclosure. And it also opens. And you lose for a moment. You're only able to stare at it. I guess you're stunned as you're looking at it. And out from it is this huge, strange creature that has a cone-like body with uh, three different heads on the top of it and these long tentacles coming out of the sides, almost like arms. And it reaches down, touches your face, and you suddenly are teleported through time. You see the Amazon when it was very young, when it was still in Pangea. You feel yourself moving through the universe. In the background, you hear the sound of a gunshot as you start to lose yourself in this daze that this creature seems to put you in. And then you wake up and you're in this primordial forest and your body has these huge patches of gray with red veins popping up all over. And your mind starts to change the memories of your family are slowly fading out. And what's replaced is this knowledge of time and what you need to do for the being that you freed from the monolith. Over the next, it could be several minutes or several hours, you're not sure, your body changes And you have these elongated fingers and these black eyes. And soon your mind completely transfers into an alien consciousness. And we'll get right back to you in a moment. So, Morgan, you wake up a few feet away from the monolith. And when you do, you see that huge cone-like creature. And it's got a tentacle on the shoulder of Isaiah and his mouth is open and his eyes have light shining out of them. And you can see his skin changing color. I need you to make a sand check. Uh,
0: Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Oh no, it's 67 over my currently 42.
1: (laughs) Okay. Some of the monsters, they're like, roll one, we roll percentile dice and you might lose up to a hundred points in one go, but this is not as bad. You take four points and cause you're kind of stunned as well. Jessica's dad goes up, Abel grabs the gun that Isaiah is holding and stumbles back and fires right. and the bullet hits, but this thing is like at least 15 feet tall. So it right. doesn't really do anything. And he looks over at you and goes, just, just run, just run. <laughs> Am I able to have my faculties now? The gunshot helped focus your mind. So yeah. Okay.
0: I run in the direction Jessica ran.
1: Okay. Cause I
0: figure if there's a chance of us getting out of here, it's together.
1: As you're running away, uh, Morgan, you hear a horrible sound of something happening to Abel, you can't be sure, but you know that it was probably some retaliation for the gunshot. You don't know how long you ran, Jessica, but you come out of your kind of Mm -hmm. days that you did where you just panicked and ran and you see these... Human figures, again, come out of the darkness of the forest. It's a group of five indigenous people uh, of one of the tribes in the Amazon. And Morgan is with them. They don't speak your language, obviously. So they're just kind of gesturing for you to come with them. And they Mm -hmm. lead you to their village Mm -hmm. where they help you out. And they, they basically give you water and food. They try to talk to you a little bit and you, you pick up a couple of words, but there's no way for you guys to, to really communicate in such a quick manner, but they help you out. And then they take you to the edge of the forest Sure. and kind of point you in the direction of where you guys should go. Okay and you make it out and you make it back to the city that they point you towards but you make it out of the woods later on Dr. Vog appears in the kitchen of his old family haunt and all the clocks are surrounding him no one's there yet and his mind is very uniformed it's in sync with time like all different times throughout the universes. It's not human at all. And uh, so Isaiah has basically transformed completely and his hands regrown and he's now serving his master. And he walks over to where the typewriter is and he picks it up and he opens a, a portal to the past. And he walks through. And that's where we're going to end it.
2: Thanks.
0: (laughs) And Morgan ended up in a sanitarium.
1: (laughs) You guys actually survived. So (laughs) technically you're our final (laughs) girls. (laughs) (laughs) I I hope you guys had fun. Yeah, we did. (laughs) I did. Let's find out where everybody's at right now. We'll start with Terry.
2: I'm in a dark place um, after that game today. Thanks, Wes. Um, You can find me. um, (laughs) It's all good. It's what I'm here for, really. Um, uh, Where you can find me? On the internets, at the Terry Gamble, uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and at TerryGamble.com. And you can find me on Tuesday nights, um, at eight o'clock Pacific time at saving throw show, playing some Dungeons and Dragons, uh, salt Bay, salt, marshy pirate adventure. You can find me on Mondays at horror movie survival guide, where I talk about scary movies each week. We've got a great, uh, interviews, some interviews that have just rolled out that I think are super great that I think people will enjoy, um, just coming out this next week or whenever this airs, um, or will have just come <laughs> out. Um, um is uh we just did a ooh, sorry interview with um Suzanne Romero, George Romero's um widow, and it's pretty awesome just to talk about her life and um his foundation and then what they're up to and building his legacy. Um and um what else am I doing, Wes? I don't know. I, I think that's it for today.
3: Hey guys, when I'm not chasing you through a dark forest, you can find me online as StrangeLikeThat. That's the Instagram, the Twitters, and the Facebooks. You can also go to StrangelikeThat.com to find my art, uh, my shop, get a tarot reading, all that fun stuff. You can also find me over at Happy Jacks RPG every Monday, alternately playing things from the Flood Campaign or a brand new game system called The Great American Witch. So check those out.
0: I'm Michelle Otis, and uh, you can find me on the socials at Mishulu, That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. You can also uh, find me on Saturday mornings to in return to the Spiderverse. Um, it's a live stream uh, masks RPG game, and uh, it's hosted by. It's probably okay on his Twitch channel. You can also find my music um, through Plate Mail Games on Drive Through RPG.
1: And I am Wes Otis. You can find our uh, podcast on Twitter at the number 12 and then cited stories on our website, which is just 12 sided And you can also, um, back us on Patreon, uh, at Patreon is just 12 sided stories as well. And, um, or give us a shout out or a review. We really appreciate that. And, uh, like Michelle said, uh, uh, you can find the audio uh, for your games on BattleBards or on Drive-Thru RPG. We really appreciate you listening. We hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we will talk at you very soon. Thank you. Bye.